welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of the Unique Minds Podcast. As always, I am your host, JT. And joining me for our fifth episode... Can't believe we're already at five episodes, so thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Joining me for our fifth episode, I have the pleasure of introducing Byron Woodland. Byron, please say hello. Hi, everyone. How are you all? And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. And we don't get an answer, which I feel is really unfair. <laughs> um, so for anyone that has not seen any of Byron's amazing posts in the group, Byron is a member of Unique Minds. And recently, I think, I feel like this month it began, right? Yeah, the beginning of October, yeah. Fantastic. So yeah, so the beginning of October, Byron uh, decided to take on the challenge of producing a lot of our Art Therapy Thursday posts and content. And I have just been blown away by the work you've done, dude, not just in your own artistry and the own stuff that you create yourself, but I've been so impressed by the way you've engaged with the rest of the community. And I, I suppose now that we're sort of pushing 600 members strong, I was yeah. curious from your perspective, what was the what was the impetus? What was the thing that made you decide, actually, I, I want to reach out and I want to get more involved with what Unique Minds is doing? It was a good cause to, to start with. It was, you know, a, a great thing that you guys are doing and supporting something, especially of late, that is very, very important. Um, I was, we were talking earlier, I was a bit of a lurker in the group, but when I saw <laughs> the the sort of art therapy Thursday posts and it was something that I'd been doing in my own time anyway I just thought it would be a nice way for me to get involved in the group right because is that is that something then that you found you were doing a lot for yourself anyway and this was just another outlet for that another way to share it yeah absolutely uh, it was something that I'd started doing probably about a month previously um just to try and keep myself sane with everything that's going on really yeah that's really surprising though that it was so recent yeah it's not something that I've I've done for a particularly long time it's just something I've picked up in the past sort of two months or so right because I wanted to track this back in terms of like what you're just even just as a hobby is it literally is art and, and sharing that kind of creativity, is that something that started two months ago for you as in day one? Or has this always been something that you've dabbled in and now you've just found a, a new kind of uh, outlet for it? I've always enjoyed sort of doing creative things. I have sort of dabbled with um, traditional art and also some digital art as well. Um, but really with any degree of seriousness just in the last couple of months. Well, dude, that's mind-boggling. Because, okay, so I I have to acknowledge something at this point that's so important, is that art specifically for me, I realise I'm known as being a, a the drama guy, a creative person, yeah. but and, and probably more so as a writer than anything else. However, art <laughs> regularly eludes me <laughs> because I, I am so, so bad <laughs> at drawing. And I think that... I'll be honest, there's a little bit of resentment. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of like professional friendly jealousy, I think, that when I see stuff like this. Because I I know that if I actually took a minute and I really put my mind to it, I would be capable of probably producing something that would be like that would it would certainly generate a reaction, probably laughter. <laughs> One would hope it would be with the drawing, not at it. But I think there's always been in the back of my mind, subconsciously, I have this uh, this reluctance 
to experiment with it. And I've never actually, and I think I may have even like, this is a bit of egg on my face now. I think I might have even said on a Art Therapy Thursday post when they first started like, yeah, yeah, I'll be jumping on this and then never did. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just pu- publicly acknowledging some an omelette on my head right now. Um, so- That's very good of you. Thank you. Thank you, Byron. <laughs> I so appreciate that. Um, so this, I suppose, I'm kind of springing this on you. We haven't I'll actually discussed it. this, but I like doing that because mischief. Um, oh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> naturally. Um, for someone like myself, would you have a way or can you think of a way of pitching art therapy as uh, or pitching art therapy in a certain way that would help me get over that perceived barrier of entry? I would say that everyone feels exactly the same way. Like that I, I share my work on Instagram just as a, a way of sort of recording it and getting some sort of interaction about what I do. Right. And I see people's work on Instagram and I, I you know, exactly like you say, sort of professional jealousy. And you, you <laughs> look at that and you think, my God, I'm never going to be anything like that. Right. And then you say that you look at something that I might do and think that you could never do it. And if you drew something, there would be someone that would look at what you did and think that they could never do that. I think it's just a question of changing the mindset that you have to what you're doing. You know, you don't even have to like what you make. It doesn't have to be something that you can be proud to put up in the Louvre or the National Gallery. It just (laughs) has to be, you know, a, a step. You just have to put pen to paper and make a mark. Right. And I think that's really interesting because so much of it is about connection. A lot of the topics surrounding mental health are often about people making sure they don't feel isolated or they don't feel alone. And in some senses, like, is that, do you think that's, uh, that plays a part in this idea of you just wanting to put your stuff out there? Like, like you say, that started on Instagram. So you could at the very least start making those connections with people. Yeah, I think so. And I think for me, I'm sort of a, chronic non-believer in myself it's quite easy for me to to not take seriously what I do and I've been trying to learn to do that with the art that I'm making and to to believe that actually it's okay and not you know just a, a quick scribbling that isn't very good right so I, I do think that the it's human nature to sort of think oh you know this isn't good enough yeah and I think there's so much of the of the struggle that people will face with that hurdle is the self-doubt dragging them down yeah thinking absolutely. that they're not enough or thinking that um that judgment negative or otherwise would be it would affect them so to yeah. the point where they wouldn't then want to do it they wouldn't want to take the risk so is yeah, that absolutely have you faced that have you faced like where you've had like someone it doesn't necessarily have to be a troll, I suppose, but have you have you ever faced that kind of knockback from your work where you've had to process negativity? Um, occasionally, there are things that people might say, or if, if you have a, a comment from another artist, for example, sort mm. of critiquing your work, even if it isn't not meant in a, in a spiteful way, but in a helpful way, it can still, you know, you're, you might want to take it personally. Yeah, this is the thing of like, uh, you might get 20 compliments, but one could just be constructive criticism, one piece of constructive criticism, and that one piece is the thing you think about. You're not remembering the the 20 lovely things that people said about you. You're fixated on that one, uh, perhaps quite obtuse, random comment. Yeah, Um, and 
I'm acutely aware that that I have that flaw and that you know I think creating this work and sharing it is helping me sort of overcome that and also learn to do other things like being able to accept compliments and you know I think it's quite useful tool to learn a lot of skills that perhaps you might not get to exercise so regularly I absolutely agree and I'm so glad that you've spoken to this because I think there is a flip side to this issue particularly when it relates to mental health which is the other thing which is people not being able to accept when they've done something objectively brilliant like and and not being almost almost it's like an an unwillingness to believe that the thing they've done is okay and yeah and I, i suppose that's something i know i know can often be conflated with ego like people who go oh thanks very much and are able to accept compliment compliments they're often there is that there can be that perception that oh you're arrogant then which is yeah. which is horrible. I mean, it's it's so not true. It just means you're you've found that you've gotten to that place where you realise you are enough. Um, and I suppose that's where I think the mental health side of this argument really comes into play. Because um, from your own experiences, have you used art to process a trauma or process a struggle in your own life, or has it been perhaps not quite so dramatic? Has it just been a feeling? perhaps sometimes um i think for me i've got one of those brains that if it's left to its own devices it will sort of start to turn on itself so Mm. in the first instance art is just a way of me occupying my brain and giving me something to do that isn't sort of self-destructive i suppose sure it gives Um, it gives that purpose almost that purpose of thought yeah, it, you know, you can you can look at it almost as a, a sort of mindfulness, you know, instead of sort of concentrating on your breathing, you're concentrating on creating whatever you're creating and it, it sort of gives you that, that focus. I See, I agree with that. And it, for me, it's an endorphin buzz. If I, if I write a line of dialogue in a script that I just think, oh, I can't wait for my actor to hear this. And often because it's young people, they'll, they'll put their own spin on it anyway. And that excites yeah. me. That genuinely fuels me. And it sounds like, from what you've described, it sounds like that that feeling of creativity is it is genuine fire for you in what you yeah, do. Yeah, it's important to me, definitely. I, I think I, I do get quite a sense of sort of wellness and achievement when I create something and I, I get to the end of it. And I think, yeah, you know what, I've done that and it's good. And it has a permanence to it as well. Art is... It may be a singular piece, a sketch, a portrait, but it also ha- is forever. It's that that yeah. it's and it's a it's a snapshot of your own creativity because you could try and copy it exactly, but it would never quite be the same. So it's yeah, very reflective it's a and one off thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I think when you mention mindfulness, it speaks to that idea of you know not worrying, letting go of mistakes, not pushing ahead a million miles and setting 18 different goalposts it's about being present living yeah. living in the present and and i suppose a, a a picture a sketch whatever the media may be that is a snapshot of that idea i think yeah absolutely of, of and yeah I, I do think it is a, a good tool that you can use like, like we were discussing earlier just to try and practice some skills that you may not be great at and i i know me personally i'm not great at well exactly and i think that's that's where it can be so valuable, I think. Um, had you ever considered applying it 
the technique, the understanding, and the fact that you've done this, what started as a hobby, effectively, um, has there been ever at any point in your life a desire to take it into a professional environment? Um, don't get me wrong, I would love to, but I don't know that my, my confidence is at a point where I think that I could do it professionally, Okay. to be honest. In in that alternate world, what does that look like? Is Is there like a dream job involving art? for you oh absolutely i'd love to to maybe illustrate a book or right. just just create art that that people would like to buy that would be lovely interesting the, the great thing about it is because it started as a hobby for you the pressure's off isn't it there's no like yeah i'm, I'm not relying on it to pay the bills no. exactly exactly yeah um and it means that there isn't that sort of again and it comes down to those those expectations we set for ourselves there's not this this need to tick a certain box or be validated in someone else's eyes by hitting some arbitrary target in professionally personally or otherwise i think that's i think it's really cool actually that you've managed to cultivate it as a hobby um but in the back of your head so that's but illustration's interesting that's a really interesting choice i know i have a uh couple of friends of mine who would love to be um concept artists yeah uh for stuff like you know film or video games or something so um had have you been you know have you ever been inspired by a specific illustration or is it like do you do you have a thing that always draws you in that you go oh i'm definitely going to be sketching that <laughs> um i'm a massive comic book fan um all different types of comic books i started Ooh, this is dangerous <laughs> Are we opening Pandora's box now? Pandora's box, baby. This podcast is running long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a great comic fan. I started off with like the Beano and the Dandy. um, Yes, dude. And sort of moved on to like 2000 AD and in particular Judge Dredd um, uh, is one of my absolute favorites. Seriously, there isn't enough. I'm not going to have enough tape. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, yeah, that, that sort of that comic style and the ability to be able to to tell a story with with those sort of dynamic images really has always sucked me in because you have to you can't just rely on the speech bubbles right the yeah the... because the 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 dialogue is is so minimal compared to the 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 pictures yeah that's the thing that really draws your attention the dialogue just provides a bit of extra context as to yeah. what's happening in the scene but it is a it's such a visual storytelling medium that's so yeah, absolutely so is that when you say comic book, are we talking? Are we also thinking like Marvel? DC? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, there, there's not many comic books that I won't sit down and read. Nice. Has that kind of did that start at a young age and has kind of like absolutely, gone through? Yeah, the the Beano and the Dandy, like I said, when I was quite young, and it, it sort of went from there. Right. That's see now that this opens up a whole can of worms, right? Because. <laughs> um, I've always, and I don't know where that maybe I should, maybe I will, you know, I surprised you with a question earlier. Maybe I'll state something on this podcast that because oh, I've this is juicy insider info, <laughs> get some scoops, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I think I might commit myself to something Oh. on this. Um, I've been thinking about it the whole time we've been talking. I know we, we were talking for a little bit as well before we, um, started recording tonight. Um, yeah. I think I might not for because I know we're wrapping up uh, Inktober right now. Uh, yeah, last couple going, of days. That's it. Yeah, we're about to be. I can't believe we're in November, dude. I feel like we're still in April. Yeah, um, don't. 
<laughs> yeah, because the whole world's just never-ending year. Yeah, because yeah, because apparently we're now living in dystopian England. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think I might. Yeah, I'm nervous now because I'm about to say the thing. I'm also building this up unnecessarily for anyone listening. Um, oh, we need a bit of drama. <laughs> I'll, I'll add a drum note to self in editing. Add a, dr- <laughs> yeah, drum add a pointless, roll. Add a pointless drum roll. Yeah. Um, I think I might design my own superhero. Oh, excellent! As an art therapy Thursday project. I love it. I can't wait for Zoe to hear this <laughs> because she's going to be so on board with this. And the problem is, she's going to message me daily. <laughs> oh good just to, some accountability yeah exactly well that's my point is i kind of i'm not going to set a date on it i'm not sorry when you hear this you know what you need to do <laughs> send a raven <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not setting a date on it because i know that you know i don't want to i don't want to set something and then not deliver yeah done, no that's fair i've done that enough with the patreon dates um so i'm, I'm going to design my own superhero i love it as it's a great idea as an art therapy thursday post um what i'd like to do with you now though is i'd like to turn this into a bit of a collaborative effort i'd like to spitball a little bit with you yeah i'd love it and you know pitch some ideas for what this could look like because i'm not i'm not big on the anime exaggerated style no me either oh okay interesting why is that i'm curious I don't maybe just because it wasn't something that that I was exposed to particularly um right it it was more sort of traditional your your DC Marvel yeah. 2018 sort of more more realistic I suppose well you mentioned dread I mean it doesn't get more sort of you know like dystopian grounded yeah than that I mean, art style yeah. absolutely yeah I, I I love that that's my favorite absolute favorite is 2018 and judge dread Good call, dude. I actually the the one that really springs to mind is the um, Batman Year One yep. run. Um, that visual design to me, I still like that. That is burned into my retina. <laughs> like I can I can see that front cover. So yeah, nice, sort of dark, gritty kind of art. Yeah, where where it isn't there is an exaggeration to it, but it's still it's sort of exaggerated without sacrificing yeah. its realism it's within the realms of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I always liked about that. So, I mean, this is going to be one of the most crude, like it's going to be very like JT has just gone back to nursery, but uh, I'm ready. I'm ready now. I'm ready. No, to... no, no. It's all right. We, we can work together. We can get something polished out. Yeah. <laughs> Collaborative effort. I love this. Absolutely. So much. I mean, that, now this is, this is where it really, you know, this is where it really gets, critical the conversation has turned to a vital point right now which is uh the i've got to know the powers i've got to know oh. what what the superhero can do um do you well, have I mean, if it's your original character it's got to be it's got to be on you i'm afraid that that part i get that that's okay i'm happy to take that <laughs> take that part of this commission <laughs> that i've commissioned for myself and then roped you into um yeah. what's uh, what in, i'm curious now actually what's uh between marvel dc do you have heroes and characters that speak to you more and is it because of their visual design that they grab your attention more than others i think i'm more of a, a personality than a, a visual design i mean like my my all-time favorite will be dread will always nice. be dread he's uh the the seminal anti-hero carl urban right oh yeah absolutely yes let's not even talk about the stallone 
No, we put that straight in the bin. But yeah, that, but that never happened. Carl Urban deserves his own miniseries of that. Well, they're talking about it. They're, no way. Yeah, there's been talks about it, but I think they're struggling to uh, get get the go ahead. I think Netflix were interested in it. Dude, bring in the scoops to the Unique Minds podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> got some insider knowledge, baby. Absolutely. Um, so, oh man, that would be fantastic as a like a Netflix big budget like miniseries. Yeah, but I mean the Carl Urban version was. Yes, like, please. Yeah, I yeah, loved it. Oh, I just because he's got the chin. He's got the chin, and he's just the, the whole sort of world that they made was so much better than the the previous version that shall not be named. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was always that struck me as always like let's try and be generic, bland sci-fi. Absolutely, and, and yeah. I feel like the Carl Urban dread was like a, it kind of extrapolated what the world would probably look like in the in a dystopia. Absolutely, uh, and that's why it worked for me, man. Plus, also, I. There is nothing that man as an actor has done. If any of you don't know who we're talking about, please just Google Carl Urban and look at his IMDb. The dude, like... Legend. He's Dr. McCoy in the Star Trek reboots. Phenomenal in those films. Yeah. And also The Boys. If any of you listening have not seen Amazon's The Boys... Get where on he, it. Where he, yeah, dude, where he plays Billy Butcher... And he's this guy, and he like <laughs> he. I will not repeat the language because I'll have to find myself in bleeping later. Yeah, you, you'll spend a lot of time editing. <laughs> Just oh, he's amazing. So anyway, so yeah, so that that's interesting then. So that kind of like more grounded personality is what grabs you versus say the visual design. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I quite like the the realism of Dread. He's sort of he is he's just a guy. He's a really mm. tough guy, but he's a guy. I think that's what's always attracted me to the character of Batman, I think. Yeah. Because he has that grounding. He's just a really, he's just a rich dude <laughs> with yeah. gadgets, right? On and a I mission, mean, yeah. I, what I love as well is that there is that, um, he's a contradiction. Because the kind of wealth he has is not something anyone could even really perceive or, or think about what that looks like. And exactly. yet, as a hero, he is just bare bones using what he's got. He's just a bare knuckle fighter. And I think that's just ah, so cool. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. But I have to stay loyal. I, I'm going to have to go. It, my character that I create is going to be in the Marvel Universe, I think. Okay. I'm going to go Mar- I'm going to go MCU with it as well. I'm going to go for the for the film adaptions. I w- I'd like the idea of them well, mixing they're, up they're, that continuity. That's what's hot at the moment. Yeah, that's what's popping. <laughs> so, and I've never said that's what's popping in my life. So, <laughs> and because it, it doesn't sound right with my accent. Um, so, but, so uh, th- now here's something again, actually, this relates back to what we were talking about before. I think so much of art is subjective. And there's, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. I think that for me, is the one thing that actually would allow me to experiment and to go for it. Because I, I feel like there's no harsher critic than ourselves. Absolutely. Um, and you're, you are the only person that you're making the art for at the end of the day. Yeah, the, the sharing part is almost a tangent, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's you can do that should you wish, but actually you're doing it for you. Yeah, um, absolutely. That, that should be the sort of first and foremost thing. You know, it's lovely to share in, it's lovely to get feedback, but, you know, if you only do it and keep it to yourself, as long as you're happy with it, that's that's what's important. I completely agree. Um, is there something for you then, looking at some of the work you've done and shared within Unique Minds, has there, is there something brewing right now? Is there a project or an idea or, or something that you wanted to work on 
uh, that you haven't yet? Um, there's a couple of things. I, I would quite like to do some art specifically for the group, but that's not something that I've broached with anyone as yet. Okay. I did a little bit of work doing the um, the Halloween Unique Minds logo that's up as the on the page now. Dude, I had no idea that was you. That's so cool. Yeah, and I did a, a Christmas one as well, just while I was listening to the podcast, actually. Hey, I was, I was nice. Doing those two. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to do something to sort of give back a bit to the group. I do. First of all, I had no idea you did that artwork. I thought it was fantastic. Really, really Good. cool. Glad you liked it. Um, when you say sort of relating to the group, is it something? Do you think maybe reflective of the story of what Unique Minds has been so far, or had you had you kind of got a different angle you wanted to explore? I didn't. I was going to throw it open to you guys. To be honest, oh, there, cool. was, there was no particular direction that I had in mind. I just thought it would be quite nice for me to to do something for the group. Well, dude, again, I know Zoe's listening. Uh, for anyone who's uh, not part of Unique Minds but has found their way to the podcast, um, Zoe Godden is our CEO and founder of Unique Minds. She's definitely tuning in <laughs> every week. She loves checking out. And by the way, I I never tell her who's on. <laughs> so she doesn't know you're doing this yet dude we we talked about it in the beginning that you'd be you know on the the list of people we wanted to pitch to but i never tell her which episode so she, it's always a surprise she gets to enjoy it like nice. like she's a, just a member which obviously yeah, absolutely given the given just the sheer amount she does for the group in on a single day whether it's support calls or meetings or organizational stuff it's nice to kind of have that opportunity to give zoe like something that's yeah made, nice just, surprise just a little surprise a little something that makes it just feel like she's just a member of the group that she made which yeah. is so cool um well that's amazing man i think that would be that'd be a blast i i i'm my my eyebrow is raised <laughs> i good. i'm i'm so <laughs> yeah good i'm glad i'm so i'm so intrigued by what this uh what this could potentially blossom into so um nice one dude well listen Ladies and gents, that about wraps it up for episode five of the Unique Minds podcast. Um, I wanted to say, first of all, uh, thank you so much, Byron, for jumping on this with me tonight. Um, it's been my absolute pleasure. Seriously, dude, thank you. And and I, I think what I've been trying to do with this first season is trying to have a really diverse selection of conversations. And I think this absolutely fits that bill. So thank you again, dude. I really do appreciate it. Um, uh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. I want to give a shout out to our patrons who are supporting us over on patreon.com forward slash unique minds unique minds is entirely crowdfunded we are supported by the generous patronage of our members and for those of you that are listening to this on friday you are our five pound and up tier members where you get three days early access to the unique minds podcast thank you so much for pledging your support if you're listening to this and you've enjoyed these conversations and you appreciate the work we do, please consider donating to our Patreon. Help us keep the lights on. Even £1 a month will make a huge difference to us as we continue to grow and evolve. For anyone listening outside of the group, Unique Minds is a free mental health community of like-minded members dealing with various different discussions and topics, including mindfulness, healthy eating, self-worth, art therapy and fitness uh, we also have the unique minds inbox a free private one-to-one -one support service for anyone needing confidential advice or just a sounding board 
and a like-minded person to talk to. Byron, thanks again, man. You're very welcome. <laughs> That's thanks a wrap. Me. And I uh, <laughs> hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the episode and we will see you next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.